Alright, welcome everybody to another episode of Aaron and Justin Talk Sequels. I'm Justin. I'm Aaron. Drinking water. And this week, we're changing things up a little bit. Next week, we will be covering the sequel, Dr. Sleep. Yeah. The Stephen King hit book. I'm assuming it was a hit book. All of his books are hits. Yeah. Uh, Sequel to the classic The Shining, uh, a movie made by Stanley Kubrick. And I have to admit on the air, shamefully, that I'm not very good at Kubrick. A lot of times I just don't know what is going on. But you certainly pretended like you did back in the 90s when we were all young and supposed to really like Kubrick. Yeah, you're supposed to like Kubrick, so you watch his movies and you say they're great. And uh, that has left a big hole. And Aaron actually likes Kubrick. I do. A little. I actually yeah. really love Kubrick, but not yeah. every one of his films. So I'm not a total obsessive. Uh, Kubi? What do you think his fans are called? Kubiaks? Kubiaks? No idea. Uh, and so we decided to have our first ever commentary episode where we watch The Shining together. And Aaron explains to me all the stuff that I'm too stupid to understand. It's... But to be fun, I'm watching it front to back. You're actually playing it in reverse. Wait, I already watched it. I'm... Oh. I thought I was just going to well, sit I'm just here watching while you... it. And, and I'm going to stare at your face. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be just great. Just like most Saturday nights. Uh, so to do this, we have... I don't know either. Uh <laughs> We've both decided to watch The Shining on HBO Max. Just a little plug for HBO Max there. The worst streaming service ever, according to Christopher Nolan. Uh, but also, there's Peacock, which he has obviously not used. Because right. he would be saying something different if that was the case. Uh, with the So we will, at some point, be counting down 3 to 1 to sync up with you guys at home um once again shining commentary episode best episode ever of our podcast and we will also have the exact time that we hit play in the show notes so feel free to reference it there as well it really when we hit play in hbo max on the shining it immediately fades up on the warner brothers logo so if you're Doesn't... watching it off a DVD or something like that, that's pretty much where you can count on. The, the moment you see the Warner Brothers logo, that's where we're starting. But we'll give you the actual time. This is an updated Warner Brothers logo, isn't it? That's not the logo they were using in Probably not. What, 80? Yeah. This would be the I... most recent streaming version logo that's probably on all of their movies. I was really excited to see that old school symbol that they've started having pop up here and there more i feel like it's showing up in cartoons lately yeah i haven't i have a number of warner brothers movies uh and i remember from watching them on vhs they would have bugs bunny on them sometimes and he'd be like eating a carrot hanging on the warner brothers logo and then he'd watch batman returns it's really weird yeah that is that is very weird uh but before we hit play a couple of important questions um tying into our side podcast uh the falcon and winter soldier presents aaron and justin talk uh where are you at with the show yeah it's still a working title i did not watch 
Fridays. Oh my god! I know we're one behind. My uh, wife had so- food poisoning. Not to get too personal, but I mean, not we to only get could make personal. it through one, and then she was like, "I'm not feeling well," and I'm like, "Do you want to watch the other one just to take your mind off it?" No, it didn't work. So didn't work. Happens in the um, latest. You know, it probably would work better if you quit trying to poison your wife with food. Well, it'll work someday. <laughs> uh, no, then, this you... one was what happened in this one. Okay, I'll give. Oh, this is the one where the new Captain America actually took the super soldier serum and ended up killing that dude. And so it ended in that, that dude. hero shot of him holding the bloody shield. That was the which last was one I saw. Amazing. It made his character insanely more interesting. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just in like, those few moments. This show is doing a way better job than WandaVision did. Well, I, I will compare them in that they're both Marvel movies and they're both Disney Plus shows and they're one following the other. So clearly there's going to be some compare, comparisons going on. But they're very different shows. So I, I guess I wouldn't say I wouldn't completely hold one accountable to the other. But the storytelling of this is a little more clear, but it's also a little more tropey in that it, it relies on the whole spy thing. So you kind of know just... what to see when you're watching it. Yeah, it's a little more functional with its story, or basic with its storytelling, but yeah. by being so basic, they were able to really play on those themes that are really, really popping out. And I love it, and I'm excited for you to see the next episode. Sure. Which is because, the penultimate episode, right, before the ending? Yeah, basically. It you know does a nice job of setting up the ending. Okay. But they play with some tropes in that episode that are some fun callbacks that I'm mm. excited for you to see. Okay. Then and that I, is not a spoiler for anything. No, that's, that's right. I'm just talking about, like, it reminded me of 70s movies. I'm sick of hearing about, oh, you can't wait for this cameo and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's, I mean, one part of me thinks it's fun, all the fan conspiracy theories. But the other part, I'm so annoyed by them because none of them come true. And there yeah. are no hidden messages. I'm telling you, that's just what it is. There's just no, this has nothing to do with Doctor Strange's movie. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm with you now. In the heat of WandaVision, I was thinking that Marvel was playing some grand game, but they but weren't. They very well could have been. And so that's why I was with it for a couple episodes, but then I think by the fourth or fifth it dawned on me that like, no, this is just a show. Mm-hmm. And we really shouldn't expect it to be more than that. And then it ended that way, so I was like, yeah, just a show. But I like All Anthony right. Mackie a lot and I like the Falcon. I've always been a Falcon fan because of him and Captain America. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a they, big Winter Soldier Bucky Barnes fan. He's okay. But he's kind yeah, of dead weight. He's just okay. Like a yeah, missing arm. He's just dead weight. Russo Brothers, people can disparage Marvel movies all they want, but we have seen so many interesting directors that we probably would have never heard from yeah. if they hadn't started at Marvel. And I love it. Like, I love the work the Russo brothers did making the Falcon the character that he is. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree with that. But I would like to see a real bird as Red Wing. (laughs) That's just me. He's supposed to have a psychic link with his real bird. I understand. (laughs) Yeah. How are they going to do that in a TV show? They probably can't, but it would be fun. I mean, they probably could. It just would be cheesy. Very cheesy. Yeah. All right, man, what do you say? Should we jump on to The Shining? All right, I'm going to say three, two, one, and then go. after we hit play on go, yeah.
All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, three, two, one, go. All right. All right. I mean, rated R for violence. What, what second are you on right now? Uh, seven. I am seven, eight, eight nine, nine, ten, ten eleven, eleven, twelve. Yeah, that's pretty good. There you go. Yeah. We're good. Perfect. <sighs> All right. So we got a beautiful landscape. Ah, we're moving. Yeah. I didn't like Colorado at first. Yeah, I believe. This is before we had drones, ladies and gentlemen. So this is all helicopter stuff. Maybe plane. How do you think they got the helicopter noise out of there? (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, If you watched our Blade Runner or listened to our Blade Runner podcast, uh, I talked about how the end... (sighs) Ridley Scott had asked Stanley Kubrick if he could use some of this footage that he shot. I imagine unused footage because what was used in Blade Runner, I don't recall seeing in this movie. But yeah, this is the same stuff. The end of Blade Runner is the same footage as the beginning of The Shining. The same shoot as the beginning of The Shining, I should say. Yeah, like the voiceover as they drive away together happily in the theatrical cut is what he's referencing there. Uh, uh, filmed by Stanley Kubrick. The blue coloring on the titles, that's bold. Just the way it moves. Bottom to top like that. It's very weird. Very weird. So we got Jackie Nicholson, Shelley Duvall. I could be thinking of 2001 A Space Odyssey, but I believe that he had a whole score made for this film and then trashed it all and then hired somebody to do electronic music for it. And that's really? the music we have now, which is pretty famous. Yeah, see, this is... It's been so long since I've seen this movie. What was um, the last time you saw this movie, do you think? It's has to have been at least 10 years. Well, okay. Because it's never been a favorite. I mean, it's been a while you? for me, too, you know. Probably less than 10 have you ever- but let's say five years, really. I mean, it just hasn't come up. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Kubrick famously won uh, the Razzie for Worst Director for this movie. Isn't that funny? This is just the way it goes when a movie comes out. It's hated, it's beloved, and then it becomes a classic. Yeah. And produced and directed by Stanley Kubrick. <clears throat> And there it is. I there think it is. I've... the Overlook Hotel. That's what it's called in the book and in this movie. But that is a ski lodge that they shot. Yeah, and somewhere. It, it, I knew where it was yesterday, and I forget. Now this is Jack Torrance. Jack's wearing a brown tweed jacket. <laughs> Look at that chewing gum stride. So, I mean, this is the height of him sex symbol, isn't it? Well, it's 1980. Probably shot it like 79. So I don't think sex symbol would be the word. Uh, yeah, it's very likely that he I shot it. I would say the, his... hot of the, the height of his popularity would have been like 75 would be my thing. I mean, he's been like popular for 40 years, but you know what I mean? Like that was like the Oscar moment and everything. Yeah. The set design here is uh, insane. 
it makes me think of my guy uh wes anderson yeah and the that guy right up the middle like he's just dead center that's something anderson does that i can't ever stop paying attention to it's a lot to do with the colors too No, this is the kid that played Anakin. <laughs> Look at the smoke. Kitty and breakfast. Yeah, I miss those days. <sighs> so it's Shelley Duvall. What is the kid's name? I can't remember what the kid's name. Danny. Danny. Something. I think his real name is Danny. I think his le- I think his name is Danny Lloyd. Yeah. Danny. No, it's not. <laughs> Be quiet. So the interesting thing about that is that they left the Overlook Hotel to introduce you to Jack's wife and son. Why did he yeah. do that? Isn't that weird? It's just like a, it was a little dissolve. And then you get, you, you see where, well, yeah, at like a hotel they're staying at. That is weird. Why cut up this mundane scene? I don't know. And that's the, something that, you know, I love the whole of The Shining. But things like this, you absolutely forget about because the movie is so wild. Beyond did, this, these long, drawn-out, nothing scenes. But this guy talking to Jack about what he can expect from being the caretaker here is so boring. Yeah. But he just sticks with it, you know? Uh, did Kubrick edit his own movies? I mean, basically, most of them do, like the auteurs do, but they have somebody doing it, and then they're with them the whole time. Right. So Jack's a writer. He wants a place to write. They close this up in the winter, this hotel, because it's it's not feasible to have snow sports for them they say it's too much work to plow the roads in order to have guests and everybody come up there so they need somebody to watch run the water make sure the pipes don't freeze things like that which it also has a caretaker doesn't it or is that the job he's gonna be he's the caretaker yeah scatman carruthers he's He's like a maintenance guy that lives nearby 
So he'll be there to help if need be, that kind of thing. Who would do this job? Who would say, hey, honey and son, we're going to go stay at this hotel for four months? Uh, wannabe hippie writer is what it's I imagine. It's real bizarre, yeah. It's like trying to lose, go find your head, man. It makes me think about, yeah, it makes me think about Kerouac. Yeah. Like, basically. that's exactly the kind of crap Kerouac did. Yeah, but he didn't bring along his wife and son. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And so that says a lot about this guy. Yeah. He wants to be Kerouac, but yeah. he's so burdened by real life. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a normal individual. No. Well, you <laughs> sliced him up with a with an axe, all right. Yeah. Um. So the girls aren't twins, even though they're referred to as the Grady twins. Why aren't one, they twins? Because he just said he had two girls, one eight, one ten. Oh yeah, right. But they do look alike. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> it's hard for me to read him like i'm trying to pretend that he's there for a job interview and it's almost like they have to sell it to jack he's already got the job if he wants it these people have to sell it to him and, and and be like look you can do this for us and it's gonna fuck you up maybe it's a lot of solitary confinement, basically. And given him, like, all the legal disclaimers, the last caretaker yeah. did kill himself and his family. I have to tell Please you this sign here. by law. Yes. Right. It's just like the lead in the paint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no problem. Yeah. Yes, Anakin. Yes, Anakin, I do. Now you're you blew my mind when we talked about this movie before, I think, because you said that Tony, the little boy that lives in his mouth, who he talks to with his finger, is him from the future. Yes. I never thought about that before. Um that's I can't remember where I read that now or if it was just in a synopsis for Doctor Sleep, but yeah. stay tuned for next episode, folks. That's interesting. I mean, it makes sense. He seems to know what's going on. But he also doesn't seem to tell Danny pertinent information until it's too late. <laughs> well, that's what I'm curious to see this time. Like this. I don't want to tell you. Oh, shit. He's like, all oh, right, you, you want to see it? Here you go. Yeah. This is the amazing and... cranberry juice in the elevator scene. 
which is just I don't think it was made of cranberry juice, but it looks like it. It's so pretty. Ah. Oh, you know what? They don't look like twins. They don't. One does look a little taller. They just wear the same outfit. Yeah, that's what that's what does it. See, that makes so much more sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it's supposed to explain why red rum appears like that because it's Tony trying to send him a message from the future, but it gets reversed. I see. Or something. Something like that. You never read the book. No. I never did either. Uh, someday I'll be a it's Stanley different. King guy. Yeah. From what I understand, it's very different. Maybe oh, not very, yeah. but it's pretty different than this. But that's Kubrick used it as a like a guide to the film he wanted to make. But he did what he wanted to do every day of that shoot. Let's change oh, yeah. this around. Let's do this instead. Oh, that was great, Jack. Let's have you say that. You know, like uh, it doesn't really end up fitting the book at all. He just wanted to make his film, and he used that as a basis to do it. Yeah. Much to the dismay of everyone. <laughs> Uh, 59 weeks, I think, is how long this shoot took. Yeah. This is one of the only Kubrick films that actually has a a making of documentary to it because his daughter, Vivian, I think is his daughter, Vivian Kubrick, he allowed her to shoot it. So it's really fun if you ever see it. I think it's on the DVD is how I saw it. Um, But it's just Jack Nicholson hanging out and Shelley Duvall getting yelled at by Kubrick. And uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, and Kubrick sometimes comes off as a dick, but he comes off as a film director, like not anything out of the ordinary. He's just pissed off. Like he's like, we got 30 people here. We could drop in all the snow. It's $10,000 an hour. I need you to get your act in the game. And she's like, well, I'm trying to, I just don't understand, you know? And he's like, just get the fuck out there and do it. <laughs> uh, like, and she, still says later on that she loved Kubrick and respected the hell out of him. He pushed her to give a good performance, but it was physical abuse or not. Well, it was more emotional abuse. I guess it wasn't physical abuse, emotional abuse and verbal abuse. And she doesn't have fond memories of it, but she respects the fact that he was a filmmaker and that's what you did back in the day. Uh, I was reading about it like, to stay in character she rented an apartment for that year uh not far from the studio and she lived there on her own like she was very into the isolation aspect yeah i didn't know she was such a method actor or i don't know angelica houston famously was super worried about her and were watching how the boys treated her and uh she thought it was way worse shelly is much more complimentary of the huh. experience. Interesting. She's weird, Shelley Duvall. She is. <laughs> but yeah. she's been in a lot of my favorite movies. She's like... in Annie Hall for a little bit. Uh, Time Bandits. She's good in that. Also, uh, well, you Popeye. I, I mean... It's not well, that great yeah. of a film, but she's perfectly cast as olive oil. 
<laughs> um, that was her sixth collaboration with what's his name? With Altman. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's really yeah, so how she must she... have been in his films earlier. I didn't. I'm not aware. Throughout the seventies. Gotcha. And then yeah, it was The Shining, and then it was the other one you just said. Time Bandits. No, the one before. Annie oh. Hall. Annie Hall. I didn't even know about Time Bandits. I have not yeah. ever seen Time Bandits. Oh, it's so good. You got to check it out. I love his work. I've seen almost all of it. Yeah. All right. So everything we've been watching now, in case you're not watching the movie, has been the fact that Danny passed out in the bathroom because he had his a horrible vision of the future. Blood in an elevator. And so Shelly has... Shelly. What's is her name in this movie? Uh, victim number one. <laughs> Shelly Duvall's character calls the doctor so now she's having a conversation with the doctor danny seems fine but this is where she gives out the fact that he has this um uh, imaginary friend tony that he talks to was it tony or timmy i think it's tony mm-hmm. and you keep calling him danny it's anakin <laughs> oh that's jake lloyd that's jake lloyd there you go that's what it was yeah all right anakin's brother danny and she also gives up this little info about how I love that look on the psychiatrist here, or the doctor. Because she talks about how Jack was physical with Danny and hurt him, broke his arm, basically. And now she's trying to excuse away his alcoholic behavior. And the doctor's just like, oh, interesting. So there's a little foreshadowing, if you will, about how Jack's got a temper. Jack's got a temper. So, the last time we were at the hotel, there was barely, there was a little snow on the roof, but everything else was completely clear. I'm just curious about how much time has passed between what we just saw and now. I don't think much at all, because I believe, well, no, I, I always thought they were at a hotel, but that is probably their house. But maybe they live nearby, or within a day's drive, I'm not sure. In my reading, I saw where they were from, but I forget. Okay. Ugh. Dad. Jesus. The nice part about commentaries is we can actually have lulls because everybody's just going to be watching the movie. I hope so. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. If they don't, it's going to be a lot of dead air. (laughs) Yeah, you're supposed to be watching the movie with us, people. This is like Jack Nicholson's worst nightmare. Wearing a yeah, sweater. Yeah, having a family and a kid asking him all these questions. Yeah. Hey, Stanley. Do you know what would really be scary? I can't do a Jack Nicholson. That was bad. Hey, I'm Stanley. Sorry. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> Look how bad that screen looks out. I mean, I love it, but it looks bad, right? It doesn't look like they're really driving to me. See, it's, I feel it's, like it it's matches clearly pretty a well. screen. I mean, they did an excellent job at making the screen work, but I know it's a screen. It just it looks a little off. It's blue. You're saying that the guy that lit Barry Lyndon <laughs> entirely by candle he so that it was authentic. It entirely by candlelight. That is one thing that is not a fact. It's a mis, mis- uh, interpretation whatever of what actually happened on that really film. that's not actually real no i mean they did it as much as possible but sometimes they would need lights yeah which scenes were that's those it. 
Yeah, uh, that's mo- what I many thought. Of them. Fuck many of off. Them. Have you ever seen Barry Lyndon? No, I then own it. Off. I think too. <laughs> I've actually never seen it either. <laughs> it's the one Kubrick film I have never seen. I I've mean, even watched his very first film that he never wanted anybody to see: Fear and Desire. It's actually on Amazon Prime if you want to check it out. Hmm. It's nice. definitely a student film, is what it looks like. But you know, it's competently made. I feel like the killing is where he's acknowledged as really starting to come into his own. Yeah, because he made Fear and Desire, uh, and then he made the uh, Killer's Kiss. Killer's Kiss, which is an, a boxing movie, which isn't too bad. You know, I think I own it. Okay. And I've and never then seen it. He did, I believe, he did the killing right after that, and then Kirk that Douglas hired him to do Paths to Paths Glory. of Glory, and then he Paths hired him to take over Spartacus because they were having problems with that. And then from there, he did Lolita. Yep. So that was the first one where really he had control in in a way that he hadn't before with him and his producer. And that's when he started hanging out with Peter Sellers. Yep. And then they made. Doctor Strangelove. Yep. And then from Doctor Strangelove, he took a a good many-year break to do research and help Arthur C. Clarke write 2001 A Space Odyssey the same time he was making the film. And then Clockwork Orange. And then Barry Lyndon, Shining, Full Metal Jacket, Eyes Wide Shut. Dead. He was so funny to start his career. He got so, whatever you call this, abstract. Or, yeah. And it's just interesting. Power Zoom. Sorry. It was cool. Oh, there they are. Yeah, they're not twins, but they're dressed alike. Of course, you can call them the twins. I wouldn't mind that. Okay, so these are ghosts, right? Yes. Oh, and he can see ghosts. I'm going to tell you what I think they are, because I don't want to keep saying... I think so. Maybe. Okay. I'm just going to say, yeah, are. those are ghosts. Well, yeah. And they're there, I believe. Oh, shit, I just did it. They're there to warn him. But they're not very adamant about it. That's the only problem. So it's like, our dad killed us. Your dad's going to kill you. Yeah, your dad's going to lose his mind. Because this same. hotel is evil. God, that guy. He'll love it. Perfect for a child. Yes. Hey, Stanley, this room's perfect for a child. Can I ad-lib that? So for a guy that was so stuck on perfection, he really did let his people ad-lib a ton, from what I understand. Yeah, he did. It's just that he would do so many variations of a scene. They just do, it wasn't just take after take. I think he would just try new things all the time and just wanted them to finally, he wanted to see them finally comfortable in the way he envisioned it or the way Hmm. he was willing to be amazed by something and then said, oh, that's it. And then he'd shoot 10 more, (laughs) but use the one he thought was good. So it's still very green. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and this was the first film he used a Steadicam on, which was fairly new. It had only been used maybe in a couple films before this. So I think he was enamored with that as well. So he was willing to let he was willing to let like a lot more movement into the movie and just see where it went. So it has a little bit of a documentary feel to it almost. 
the guy that invented the Steadicam actually worked on this movie. Yeah, he was the Steadicam operator. He was like the only person doing it. Right. I think a lot of people say this is the first movie that ever had it, but that's not true. I think he had worked on like maybe one or two, maybe a couple movies before this, but it was still a new thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was right around this time when it came to exist. So the exterior of the place was an actual hotel. But I believe right where they were walking when they were outside wasn't that hotel. That was something they built. And everything interior they built. Yep. Which is one of the things I'm most excited for about Dr. Sleep is to see how they recreated the Overlook Hotel. Because I think he goes back there in some way. Really? Yeah. So you you get to see everything you see in The Shining newly made for Dr. Sleep. However, I just saw that in Ready Player One. Right. Did you see that movie? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, very C minus movie. Yeah. But his sequence with The Shining was fantastic. And what made me excited about it is that it was like, oh, well, Spielberg was friends with Kubrick. Kubrick, it's cool that he's now reenacting his movie almost. So that was worth seeing. So maybe watching Doctor Sleep, it kind of having seen Ready Player One kind of kills the awesomeness of what we're going to see in Doctor Sleep. But. I'm still excited for the movie. Yeah. I mean, everybody says Dr. Sleep is great, so I'm very excited. Um, we'll see. I was so reading this is Scatman Crothers. Yeah. If you're and watching. how do why do I know that name? He's just been in some movies, and he definitely was in a kid's movie that we would have known or had seen when we were younger. Is that it, though? He's just the an actor? I think so, yeah. Oh. He may be a musician as well, but I can't recall. So the first half hour of the movie is just everybody explaining where everything is, what you got to do. Here's the food. Here's the freezer. calling him Doc. Yeah. Almost like he can see the future. Hmm. That's... That's very confrontational of her. <laughs> Why are you calling my kid Doc? How did you know that? How do you She's know us, serious. sir? That's all. <clears throat> do you know of the conspiracy theories that have come up around The Shining? No. Okay. I know that Kubrick's got some conspiracy theories. Well, there's a lot that goes along with this and that it it his this film means a lot of different things. What the hell? Okay. I was yeah. wondering why the noise was queued up so high. You just wait. Like that Calumet baking powder with the Indian on it. 
Um, I mean, this their dialogue is so inane. <laughs> and I think she has everything. Yes, he can shine. Now, what's imp- uh, what's impressive about this gift that they have, this mm-hmm. telepathy, is that it has long distance telepathy. I have never had the concept of mind reading where you don't have to be nearby them to read their mind. Well, I mean, you're talking about later in the film, right? Yes. Yeah. It's done in such a way that he's really, there's like a lot, it's like Danny's in such a stressful situation that it transcends anything he ever knew about Shining. And then the look on his face when he's in his bedroom is priceless to me. It says that like you, he could hear Danny speaking to him when he wasn't even there. But we'll get to that, obviously. So it's like the Force is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, in a way. This, yeah, this is go. just a Star Wars ripoff. Great. Well, you can blame Stephen King for that then. God, Stephen King. You're the worst. (laughs) I love that his grandmother's the one that called it Shining. (laughs) You know? It just makes so much sense that it's coming from from this guy. That his grandmother is the one that called it. Sometimes we sit down and we just shine. The shining. Yeah. But this is one of those things that you don't need to explain. Say Lucas made this movie, in Dr. Sleep, he'll explain that it's actually metachlorians that live in your bloodstream that give you the ability to shine. I hope that's not what happens in Dr. Sleep. It is a modern movie. So we will get a lot more explanation. Yeah. I hope not. You know they're going to do at least a little. No, I don't know. I doubt King would have wrote that. All the stories I've read of Stephen King, and it's been a number of them now, most of his short ones. If he comes up with a good idea, he doesn't really bother explaining why. He just runs with it, and that's what makes the story so good. Oh, I just nodded. This is a audio. <laughs> yes, I agree. We with can you. see each other, though. We are in the same room, as we always are in our compound where we record this. Mm-hmm. 16 feet under the ground, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's been 2.42. I think it's been those many days since we've ventured out. I've grown so weary of your touch. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we are together in a compound underground, but there is a glass shield in front of us, just to let you know. We have to be safe. I have the bigger part of the room. (laughs) But I got here first. That's how it works. And I really appreciate you inviting me in. I would never have survived. No problem. Where would we be without streaming? I tell you. Could you imagine if we had this pandemic back in like the year 2000? And then we saw like a weird blockbuster boom. And all the reporting would be how video stores are booming and everything's going really well. 
I I would guess that video stores would have been like food trucks. They would have like packed up and they would have drove to places. You could order a movie in. That's how it would have worked. It would have revolutionized video stores. You're, this you're just happened back in 2000. You're describing Netflix. Yeah. But before Netflix and the, and Blockbuster would have been the one to lead the, to lead the way. But the, they tried that after Netflix. Did you Did ever do really? those? No. Or like I did Redbox. DVDs by mail? No, I mean, but that's how Netflix became popular. Everybody yeah, yeah. was doing it. Yeah, I was totally doing it. Blockbuster we did really? it too. I never did it. And they totally failed. Well, it's kind of like that whole Blu-ray and HD yeah. fight. Beta, VHS. There's always two that are going at it. Two are perfectly acceptable. But for whatever reason, one just grabs a hold better. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, hey, we're watching a movie. What's going on? They're talking. There's so much talking. <laughs> Are they still just talking about how they're yeah. both telepaths and cool? Well, and Danny's telling uh, him that Tony tells him bad things, worrying, scary things. Yeah, and he's just saying, like, you're in a place with a lot of history ghost bandwidth you know (laughs) like a lot of feelings a lot of emotions in this place that's why it's messing you up but you shouldn't worry about it there ain't nothing Oh, I was going to talk about the conspiracy theories. I can't remember them all, but there's a great documentary called Room 237. Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh, So, you know, one is that this is his movie. This is the way Kubrick uh, is admitting that he faked the moon landing because the kid wears an Apollo 11 sweater at some point in this movie and uh, various other things and like the or it's a uh, his commentary on the way Americans treated Native Americans because he showed the Calumet baking powder and there's other Native American things that are throughout the movie. Various things. Some are just off the wall crazy. Some of them are just like, how could he not have meant that? They talk about him being such a perfectionist. Why is that chair not in this shot anymore? It was it was there when we saw Jack talking and we cut to Shelley Duvall and then we cut back to him and the chair's gone. How could Stanley Kubrick, who was such a perfectionist, have missed that? It continuity has to have been a sign. It have of... to be a sign. Exactly. I don't know, whatever it meant, but it's really interesting how people have dissected this movie and tried to find anything they could about it. The sound editing here is insane. It's awesome. This is what freaks you out. This is when the movie starts getting good for me. Everything else is like, eh, you know. There's a lot of explaining going on. It's very ordinary. But right when the kid gets on the three wheel, the three wheeler or the big wheel, whatever you want to call it, is when it starts getting good. Because Jack already starts to act a little weird. They've been there a moment. moment now, as we saw from that title mm-hmm. card. So, how much? Uh, 30 days. How much writing do you think he's gotten done? Oh, wait. He's sleeping in all morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, writers, you could. <laughs> This pandemic is the exact proof. Every creative person, and I speak as one, always says, if I could just have, if I could just work from home, 
if I could just have all this time to do things, I would get so much more done. That's not true. I still, everybody still finds ways to procrastinate. Yep, it's we are just who we are. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking a drink at the same time as Jack Nicholson. Yeah. So he just... hasn't done shit in a month. I'm surprised he's, he's thinking shaved. about it. He's thinking it out. He can't, he can't, he doesn't know what to write yet. This is all shot in a mirror. Why is that? What does that mean? Uh, they used mirrors to fake the reflection of light on the moon base. You're, Maybe. You're coming along. Yeah. Again, you're in the right brainwave. This is where QAnon started. <laughs> or QAnon, whatever how you were saying that. It's the grandfather it's pe- of QAnon. Because it's of people yeah, who did this base. to the Shining. Yeah. You can give him a fork for those eggs. And they got out of the mirror? Yeah. It's disorienting. And I think that might be the purpose. So you switch sides. Messes with your brain. Which is like a cardinal rule that you're not supposed to break in film making, isn't it? It is, but it's there to be broken. You know, if you're a master of the form. The craft. Of the art. Yeah. And why i think the movie starts getting good is that it fills you with dread the way the the big wheel sounds on the ground and then when it hits the carpet and then the way he throws this ball there's not even any music in these scenes it just feels weird yeah i'm enjoying it so far uh, like i think that this is a set I don't yeah, think production was, actually... was delayed for a while because I think that set burned down. Wow! At one point, that sounds familiar. Yeah, and I guess in the book, there's a lot of animals uh, that were made. Like the the maze has or not? There's no maze. Is there a maze in the book? I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like there's no the maze maze necessarily in the book, but there's a. I could be wrong. I'm sorry if people are fans of the book and they know. But there was animals that were carved out of, uh, like uh, Edward Scissorhands, like you know the way he oh. was making those animals out of all the trees and everything. Yeah, yeah, like that was in here, and they like came alive, and they're also ghosts or something. And Cooper got rid of that whole thing because I think he just didn't know how to do it well enough for film. And, uh, and I'd be very okay with that being gone. Uh... <clears throat> There but I feel another... like the maze was actually made for the movie, which is a surprise to people. Anyway. I could see that because, yeah, everything else is clearly a set. Um, There was another ending to the movie. Yeah. Where she was in the hospital after. Yeah. Which I'm a little sad got cut because... Oh, no. At this, at this point, several movies had done that. Okay, I'm glad he cut it. Yeah. This is a great shot coming up, of course. Yeah. It's obvious, though, if you have a thing of the maze, you should shoot it like he's watching them from a god godlike perspective. That. It's trippy. It's great. It's great. 
That is an excellently manicured hedge maze. Yeah, so it had to have been built by the studio. That's incredible. Uh, Tuesdays are the worst. <laughs> Why was that so stressful? Uh, I don't know. Oh, man, you're not going to eat all that fruit. <laughs> that is a lot of fruit. It's just... All they, they only shop at Costco at hotels. So, well, you want a little fruit cup? Here you go. I'm going to grab a drink. I'll be right back. All right. Here's 10 pounds of fruit. Snowstorm's coming down. That's going to be a problem. All right, so Danny's on the big wheel again. But there's music this time. Every time he turns a corner, you expect him to find something. It doesn't pay off in the first one. Two thirty-seven. Two thirty-seven, Justin. Two thirty-seven. <gasps> oh no! Every Get... time he turns a corner in that big wheel, you expect him to run into something, and he never does. Get back on the trike, Danny. What would Anakin do? Get sold into slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's locked. Oh, that's good. Never mind. Everything's fine. <sighs> well, uh -huh. So he sensed them when he touched that door. I think how he starts the wheel, like he's got to crank it. Did you see that? I get myself going. He's probably a couple chapters in. Yeah. Right? It's been a month and a Tuesday. He's probably got something down. Hey, Stanley. I actually took typing lessons, so this would look real. What do you think? I can't. Yeah, I'm going to have a good like, X. It sounds like he's using every finger, which is a real skill with a typewriter like that. Because you got to really hit those keys. I've always been a one. On one a typewriter, yeah, yeah. You had to totally. have really strong. <laughs> they had man fingers back then. Yeah, they were man manlier than we are now. What? That? I thought she was dressed up, but uh, nope. She's just wearing pajamas. And rain boots? Okay, there's that chair behind him. Check that out. Okay, against that wall. Watch.
It's gone. <laughs> what? <laughs> How did Kubrick let that go? I don't know. It's back. <laughs> wow. I I feel special. I would have never seen that. Wendy, let me mansplain something here. <laughs> this is the exact conversation I had with my son this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell him not to talk to you like that? <laughs> he told me not to talk to him like that. Yeah. Okay. You you should divorce him, Shelly. Where's she got for where's she gonna go? Holy Fuck. shit, did he really yeah. say that to her? He did. She's a little taken back. She get the fuck out of here. Like, oh Jack. <sighs> Chair might be gone again. I'm not. I can't tell in this shot. <laughs> looks like it's gone. It does look like it's gone. Dun dun Thursday. This big snowstorm came in. You you uh, went and got a drink. That's what happened. That's what they were saying on the news. Oh, the big snowstorm's coming. Uh, uh. I'm actually having a couple beers. Good. I'm having a little whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey and uh, Canadian. Canada Dry. Oh, look at that look. Jesus. He is off the deep end. Okay, That's so. the Jack. You don't get that from anybody but Jack Nicholson. Nobody can look like that. Yeah, I've never once questioned if Jack Nicholson is a good actor. Like, he's left his body right now. Like, that's how good of an actor he is. I'm going to go watch the Lakers, but my body will be here <laughs> <laughs> to perform. Saturday. What if Saturday was spelled wrong <laughs> this whole time? That would have been amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Nobody noticed. Nobody noticed the title card for The Shining. Uh, speaking of title, I found a form today that was supposed to say title, but was misspelled tittle. Tittle. And it yep. made me giggle. I'm a, I apologize. You know what a popular misspelling is? Uh, huh. Yard sard. Have you ever seen those? <laughs> it should say yard sale, and people make yard sales. They make big signs that say yard sale. Sometimes they put it, they make it, and then they put it out, and it says yard sard. It's this weird bring thing that you can see pictures of them all over the place. It's really? just this weird thing people do. They don't realize they're writing it twice just with an S. Uh, great composition right there. I love the whole thing. Her scarf and the yellow jacket? Yeah, and just the way it interacted with the... Oh, yeah. see? We go back to this room. I wonder what it would have been like to watch this movie in 1980 
would it have looked so ordinary in these shots? Because now we're looking at it years beyond, and all of these browns and oranges and yellows are very old-fashioned looking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I know what you're saying. Like, was this just average? Yeah. Was this like how they go? You'd go home and it, your room would look like this, just not and, as fancy. Yeah. Now it looks like a purposeful Wes Anderson decoration. Exactly. How about how about you do that with Wes? Yeah, Wes. Uh, we'll give you money for your new film, but here's the challenge: you have to just use rooms as they are and still tell your story can you do that do you think you could actually tell a good story without without art design oh my god (laughs) i like wes anderson don't get me wrong but i i all i i can't help but feel like he's just style over substance most of the time Uh, it's not and he doesn't tell bad his stories are still better than a lot of other people's stories yeah he comes up with good stories but I wonder if they're only really helped because it's such a unique look. I think we'd have to go back and watch Bottle Rocket again. Right. Because I've never seen it. I've, I've always been meaning to see it, but I've never seen it. I think I own every Wes Anderson. Okay. Um, so I can so finally, it. this pays off. He turns the corner and he sees the girls. Hello, Danny. Don't go play with him. I still say they're trying to warn him not entice him it's just the way they are so that it makes it feel like they want him to die but i don't think that's how they are i think they want to warn him and this is the only way they know how yeah and i haven't seen anything that suggests otherwise yet well it's just because they were saying come play with us it's a little more freaky like we're trying to kill you or something uh See, that could be his future self. That's good mm-hmm. advice. Um. So did he see those girls in his head or did he see them there? I like to think that they're actually there. That's how it felt. Yeah. But the, the image of them cut up on the ground is in his head. Could you watch a TV in this situation? Like in this bigger room? Yeah. I could. Like, it just feels very not comfortable. Sitting on the floor like Danny. Yeah, maybe.
this movie is different to me now as a father watching. I don't think I've watched it since I've been a dad. It's just because I know it's ha- you know like he's like Jack's gonna be weird with him, you know, like kind of freaking him out. I don't like that. I don't like when people scare their kids. Generally, you know that's I mean? not great. Yeah, or like fuck with them. Yeah, like that whole Jimmy Kimmel thing where he has people like uh, tell their kids that they ate all their Halloween candy and then recording their. Their reactions to it, and then they air it, and everybody laughs. I have not I hate seen that. that. I really, hate, I just don't like people that treat their kids like that. It's just not funny to me. So um, now this is kind of like I don't like the fact that this kid is like has to deal with all this shit. You know, bothers me. And what was the story with this kid? He wasn't aware. Is this the movie where he didn't actually know what was going on, and they they kept. The op- they kept all the opposite stuff away from him. Yeah, I think so. He was definitely treated well on set. Yeah, like he had Leon Vitali, who became, who was like Kubrick's one of his number one guys, his assistants. He became like his father figure on set, so he was with him all the time. Leon was an actor who was in Barry Lyndon. He played a role in Barry Lyndon, and when he saw Kubrick working, he just said, "Like I don't even want to be an actor anymore. I just want to work with him." he's the best thing that's ever happened in movies and I just want to be around him. And then he did, he just became his like assistant. He just did everything for him until the end of his life. Um, and this was what started with the shining. And he was kind of Danny Lloyd's caretaker, basically. Anakin's brother. Um, that is funny. I, I was like, yeah, he's a kid. You're just making this whole joke about how he's just like young Anakin, but no, that, that you're right. This guy's name is Danny Lloyd and the other kid is Jake Lloyd. <laughs> Which I could not remember until this movie. Uh, Fun fact. All of Stanley Kubrick's wives were at least 20 years younger than him. All of them. Well, he only had like two wives. Three, I believe. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Most of them were about That is not true. He is not... He was a kid when he was married to his first wife. They were around the same age. That's... Hey, I'm just going off of the Wikipedia. And then he married Christiana... She might have been younger, but he was married to her from like the 1960s on up. I'm I'm looking it up because she was watching. the young girl in Paths of Glory who sings the song at the end of the movie. It was his future wife? I don't care about anything that you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just accidentally googled Stanley Tucci. He still is great. Yeah, he's still around. All right, spouse, <clears throat> Christiane Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've made a mistake. Thank you. I retract everything I said. <laughs> um, He's only married twice, right? I was messing up. Uh... No, no, he was married three times. But... um. Okay. I was messing up the M for the birth. So the year they were married, I thought it was the year they were yeah, born. Yeah, okay. And that yeah. would put all of his wives 25 years different. So yeah, my bad, ladies and gentlemen. We can't cut that out either. I just say stupid things sometimes. Oh, we can't cut anything out. The audience has no idea what we cut out. I'll oh. tell you that much. 
We've had to I start over so, so many times. I have at this so point. much blackmail against Justin. You have no idea. Just waiting, just waiting for him to mess up. Hey, man, I saved that oh. finger, so you, <laughs> you got nothing. Uh, so what's he saying to this kid? Well, Danny uh, asks Jack if he likes this hotel, and Jack's like, "Yeah, I love it. Don't you?" So now he's a little confrontational with him. I would never hurt you. Because he asked him, would you hurt me, mommy or me? I'd never. (laughs) He's not saying that in a way where I believe him. (laughs) But he says it like Jack Nicholson. What if you're Jack Nicholson's kid? (laughs) You could never tell if he was serious or not. All right, and there's something about this floor, which is another conspiracy theory, but I don't recall what it is exactly. So he's wearing the Apollo 11 sweater. Uh, Why would he wear an Apollo 11 sweater? Because it's not for the fact. So see how this is right here, where the floor, the design? Yeah. And then it changes. He's now reversed. Because there was an opening in front of him. He's actually turned around now. You're kidding. No. That's another thing. Like, if Kubrick was such a perfectionist, why did why did he do that? Have people really analyzed this movie oh, yeah, that much? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's wearing the Apollo 11. And Kubrick swears that, oh, he never heard those rumors that he made. He did the moon landing. I mean, <laughs> this was filmed in 79 or 78 or whatever. Yeah. What year was it supposed to take place? Oh, I think modern day for sure. I mean, they were driving a modern car. Hmm. The vehicles they showed outside of the the their house where they were living, that, that was all modern for 1980. So the room's open now. The key's in there. Uh, room 237? Yep. He's he going into in. 237 dissolve it dissolved away too so she threw on her overalls do a little work got to check the check the numbers on the uh, voltage yep the... to me this feels like he was like shelly just go in there and pretend to do something because whatever she's doing i'm sure has nothing of importance like her hitting that button like what is that doing oh yeah what do you what are you gonna write down how did how did she just hear the boy though? She heard a scream. No, 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 she doesn't hear the boy. She hears Jack. Oh, he's barking. You know what helps this movie is watching it with headphones on because the music really gets in your head. Yeah. That was such a long shot. Mm-hmm. It's amazing they built the set that could, it could be runnable. <laughs> like they built it where it actually would be in real life so she could run from the kitchen to this area. Yeah, exactly. Not nuts.
These are all warning signs, Wendy. <laughs> you gotta get out of there. What are you, what are you doing, Jake or Danny or whatever? What's gonna be wrong with the kid? Mm. What'd you do to the kid? Hey, mom, something. Mom, mommy, dad touched me. I mean, she had told that story earlier about he got physical with the kid. What? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, yeah. What the hell? <sighs> See, he's sucking his thumb and everything, man. Oh, snap. I don't like this. <laughs> sucking on his thumb? Yeah. So sad. Yeah. See, I mean, what, what conclusion is she going to come to? There's nobody else here. It's clearly you, Jack. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> hey, Stanley, what if I mess up the kid? No, he's see. at the Lakers game again. That's how he's able to do that. He literally leaves his body. How could you? Of course, you wait till she leaves. No, I didn't do it. Ah, oh, you didn't hear me. Damn it. Gold room. We're silent because the, this music is screaming in our ears like something's going to happen. It is definitely screaming in our ears. But he's just entering the ballroom so what's actually happening here because argument can be made that whenever he's in this room it's really a symbol for his mental state Mm -hmm. and this is actually what's going on inside his head i think everything is very much on the surface like what you're seeing is what's really there it's the only thing that makes sense, man. With the photograph, unless you have... That's my theory. Hmm. 
Well, there's Lloyd. And he knows his name. Now, just so that we're on the same page, that's the previous caretaker. No, that is not Grady. Grady is the previous caretaker. That's just the bartender. Where is he in this? Well, we haven't met him yet. But we're gonna, right? Maybe. I swear to yes, God. Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, he's a little short. You keep drinking at the same time mm. as him. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he really needed that drink. So we're watching him relapse because he thinks he beat up his kid. He's more pissed off at Wendy. I could see that because he's a piece of shit. Sperm bank. Well, sure it was this one time. So, yeah, he is just mad.
I mean, it was my always my understanding that, especially in 1980 and previous, child abuse was pretty much called child discipline. Yeah, yeah, pretty for much. For the most part. So it's odd to me that this has become such a subject of the movie. And that was just... That he, like, hurt his arm. That was such a long take, is yeah. what I was paying attention to. You're the one sitting at a bar with no bartender or any alcohol. You dumb bee is what I he's... do want to rewind it to see. Did he have a drink still when she ran in? Ah, shit, I don't know. I didn't see. Because he looks drunk now. Like, he looks a little inebriated. Well, we definitely can't back it up. No. Oh, my God. His room here is incredible. Oh. (laughs) Phenomenal. And the feet up on the pillow. Get ready to get this shot. (laughs) There we go. Okay, now I'll get the reversal. I'm going to slow it down a little. Wait, what time are you on? 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. Wow, this... is an amazing bedroom. So yeah, Wes Anderson has taken a lot of cues from this. Yeah, for sure. This is directly out of the Royal Tenenbaums. Like, this is how uh, Owen Wilson's home is decorated yeah right right so i think his face face here and his reaction is what sells the fact that he is it's so powerful to shine that he can read him over long distances It's drooling. I hate that. What are we seeing? This is room 237. Oh. That was Danny contacting Halloran. I can't remember his first name. I don't remember either. I'm very into this moment. That's mm-hmm. that's where my focus is. God, that shot is beautiful. That's quite the bathroom. 
That ain't Wendy. Mm-mm. Hey. Naked chick in a bathtub. I don't know how common it was to see full frontal nudity in an American film back in 1980. I mean, maybe pretty common. Maybe the 70s were pretty wild. I think the last half of the 70s, we started seeing more. Wow. I mean, is there any bigger meaning to these kind of scenes, or is he just being fucked with by the spirits who live at the Overlook Hotel? Yeah, I think this is just the spirits starting to turn him, just like they did with the last guy. Yeah. But the bigger question becomes, why do they do it? And what happens to the people? This is so much nudity. I'm just shocked. We don't see this much nudity nowadays anymore. Well, you, you do, but there's different shots. Yeah, like they would cut. This is just they just held onto it. This thing, it's one of the really freaks me out though. Like really grossed grossed me out, not freaked me out more than anything. Rouse, creepy old lady. Yeah, like are those like bed sores, or is she just rotting away? I guess that's what a bed sore is. I mean, that is a disgusting bodysuit. So we're separately seeing what Danny saw when he went in there. That's what I'm guessing. I don't know if it was the crazy gross lady or just the other lady that somebody abused him in there. Some ghost got physical with him. I mean, they're one and the same, I guess. See, he's so thoughtful. He's on vacation. Yeah. He's just relaxing, but he cares about... Yeah, because he's like in Florida. Yeah. He's far... Maybe that's his home. Do you think he would rent a place with that, with those beautiful African American ladies in the bedroom? Good point. Yeah, he might just live. Seems like that's very him. Yeah. Unless he just brings them with him anywhere he vacations. Which is a really funny thought. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have those. All I know Gotta is that it's paintings. definitely Florida.
I mean, she's just been crying there the whole time, feeling helpless. Oh, I didn't see anything. Don't worry about it. So is he... Is he just lying to her because he's a dick? Or is he gone now? Have the spirits taken him over? I feel like he's lying to her because he doesn't know how to explain what he's seen. Mm. But sometimes he is in his right mind still, even though he's slowly losing it. And this feels like he's in his right mind at the moment. But he does. He but he's helpless. He doesn't know how, or why things are happening, or even what to do about it. That's my take on it. That seems unlikely, Jack. Yeah. I think the mom's got a pretty good handle on the fact that you're a lunatic. (laughs) I wish he would cut his hair. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's it's these little moments that make this movie freaky. Uh. And like this whole wide eye thing, that's kind of like what Jordan Peele does now in his horror movies. Like Get Out or Them. Or not Them. Us. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the artwork is always whatever lead character with their eyes super wide open. Yeah. But I always thought Danny did that in The Shining. (laughs) Boulder, Colorado. So they're in the same state. How often do we... swear he looked right at Stanley when he was walking out. It's like, you like that take? You son of a... Uh, Sorry, what were you going to say? How rare is it to have a movie like this where the lead actor, the biggest star of the movie, is the bad guy? Hmm, true. And he relishes in it. Yeah, it's such an amazing role, but it really upends my expectations from what I think the movie's gonna do like i don't remember him being this much of a dick yeah he's not likable there's nothing redeeming no. about him he's not but you want to see how far he'll go and where he's heading 
Yeah, that's true. I do. Because you wouldn't just quit now. I'm sure it'll work out. I'm bored. It's a long, slow movie sometimes. You do want to stick with it because every five minutes or so, you get something like this. Something odd. There's party favors everywhere. And this stuff feels like bathroom breaks, but it's okay. Dick? Dick. Dick Hammer. There you go. You know what he was in? He's in the Twilight Zone movie. He plays the magical black man who brings the can to the old folks in the Kick the Can episode that Spielberg directed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how we know him. That's how I always knew him when I was a kid. Hmm. It wasn't from The Shining. It was definitely from that. Which is like the worst episode of that whole movie. What was that? 82, 84? Yeah. Because Landis... Directed the one where those people got killed. Yeah, where he killed those people. Yeah. 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 Where he... <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. Uh, that's not funny. We're very sorry, but he, he did definitely kill those people. Anyway. Um, oh, my God. Wait, no, that's libel or something. No, we don't yeah, mean that. This is. is a work of mean satire, parody. Oh, my something. gosh. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so now there's a room full of people. Yep. In his party. head. I'm but still... this is like 1920s, the way people are dressed, you know? It's not present day. He's got money all of a sudden. If they're going to have him have money all of a sudden, why keep his clothes the same? Yeah. Just the only thing. I don't know. Like he should have walked in wearing a tux? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been just as jarring as the rest of the background. true. I mean, it's just literal madness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you idiot. Little known fact this waiter is Walt Disney.
why would you grow your hair out on the sides? Wait, sorry. Say that again. <laughs> Just you grow the hair that you yeah. allow the hair that does actually grow to grow on the sides, but you have nothing on top. Right. It's just weird to me. It's just very old-fashioned. Right. It's the Picard look, or the classic Picard. I know. Yeah. Late Picard is all bald, right? I just thought it's. it just makes you look so old. Yeah, late Picard's all bald, pretty much, yeah. See, Grady. So, former caretaker, Grady. But he's a waiter. What do you say to that? This is so insane. Okay, so the hotel kills these, gets these people to kill so that they can take their spirit and turn them into employees?
Sí. Sí. Jesus. Ja. Well, he's speaking from the 1920s, 1930s, right? As a person from there. Oh. And the way they would speak about some, you know, rich white asshole would speak about a black person. I don't think Jack should have repeated it, but it doesn't surprise me that it's the way he would refer to Halloran. If Kubrick was as much of a perfectionist as he's supposed to be, <laughs> he wanted that in there three times. He wanted us all to know that he's a terrible person. He wanted to put because that it truth was nineteen eighty. Yeah. Yeah, right. So to me, wait, I wasn't going to do that. I was just going to say, the, this is what the film is doing. I don't know what yeah, the film's doing. Tell, try to tell me what it's doing because I'm lost. If, to me, it always felt like the, the house is evil. The hotel's evil. There's nothing good about it. It just drives people crazy. But it assimilates them into their history. So Grady became this waiter after he went crazy and killed his family. And by the same way, Jack is going to be assimilated into being the caretaker, whatever he ends up being in that photo. I'm assuming they're going to say caretaker. I guess caretaker. He just looked like you know he's at the he's at the front of the, fo- the photo, like he's the guy who owns the hotel. That's why it always seemed weird to me. Uh, you've always like been the caretaker, Grady. but Grady was the caretaker, and now Grady is the waiter. So maybe Jack will be whatever position they have open. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he is still. So is the chick in the tub his wife? That's possible. I I didn't really thought about it. Yeah, it could be. Because he was supposed to have chopped her up. I don't know. Yeah. And again, I don't think there's any simple answer for the movie. There's some things that just aren't explained, but they're freaky and they are allowed to just exist the way they are. Well, see, the funny thing is, is that's why I think it there is a simple answer. Because the only trick yeah. that Kubrick is playing on us is, you just don't know the whole story. It'd be really easy to tell you the parts you're missing and you would get it, but I'm trying to get you to in- experience it this way. Right. <laughs> red rum red rum and when this is happening this is Tony trying to warn mm-hmm. her I could see that he's actually taken over his body I used to do this to my mom when I was younger. Freaked her out. I just imagine Ian McGregor saying it, though. (laughs) Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance. (laughs) 
Aaron's not here, Mrs. Dorrance. Danny can't wake up, Mrs. Torrance. I can't do it. I can't do any no. voices. You gotta do like a Scottish brogue. <laughs> I'll accidentally do Connery instead. It'll be terrible. Maybe he's Irish. <sighs> I don't, Is he Irish? I don't know. He's awesome he's as what Ireland. he is. Train spotting's Ireland, right? I think so. So he must be Irish. He could be Scottish. I don't know. Danny's going away, Miss Torrent. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, that's not really helpful, adult Danny. Hmm. You know, you are watching this movie, and then they get to that scene with Grady and Jack in the basement, and he says the N-word. Like, real forceful. I mean, if you're black and you watch the movie, you're probably just, like, really enjoying it, and then that, you're like, hey, come on. It's, it's like, called for. Like, <laughs> it doesn't hold up very well. It just seems mean for not really a, a purpose. Yeah, and, I mean, it's a topic for a different movie, but it's... They work really hard to not movies that have that kind of stuff in them are being shunned for the appropriate reasons now. Um, yeah, I mean, I would never shun a movie for it, but those scenes I would always call out. I guess I just put it that way. Like, I would never say this movie's bullshit because of that. Like, um, it makes sense to me in context, but it still just seems kind of harsh. Like, the world never needs another movie about a black slave, for example. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of like a, okay, move on, guys, kind of a message. I guess. I mean, you could say the same thing about any genre. Is that a genre? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's an historical period. I give that up as a genre. But yeah, definitely... Um, like, don't make any more war movies. We've seen everything about World War II. But, you know, they're not going to stop doing that. People got more stories to tell. Okay, yeah, weird tangent. That's, that's for a different <laughs> movie some other time. And he's so worried about this kid, he's flying back. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the only other person with The Shining he's met in all these years. And so it's like getting to hang out with his aunt again was it his aunt or his grandma 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 let me put it this way to go back to that last tangent <laughs> i think if you want to make a movie about slaves that's your prerogative if you're an if you're a white actor that's thinking about taking a role of being a slave owner or a slave beater or somebody who's got to like scream obscenities and n-words at, at another black actor because you're in this role I guess you need to think about if you really want that role or not. That yeah, the like Michael Fassbender and uh, was McConaughey. I don't know who whoever was in that Twelve Years a Slave movie that came out. Oh, I and never saw all that. the awards. I didn't see it either, but I know that he was in it, and it was really harsh, you know. But he's playing this role. But in the year twenty fifteen, maybe he would have done it. In the year twenty twenty one, maybe he'd be like, you know what. I'm good. No, thank you. I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to say those words or have that role. I'll just be Magneto. 
maybe something. I'll just end uh, and Ridley Scott's probably going to call about a new alien movie. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. If they want to make that movie, go for it. But if you want to act in it, if you want to say those words, you probably got to think twice, you know, if you really want to what? be on camera. Wildly off topic. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, Larry and Dick. Uh, I wanted to check in on what was happening. But no, Um, did you know that a Fantastic Four movie is a go? With Marvel? Yeah, like it's on the schedule. Oh. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it was that far along. But yeah. We're going to have Fantastic Four soon. Interesting. And the new Loki show is exactly how yeah. I was telling you when we were talking conspiracy theories with like Mephisto. Yeah. But did you mm-hmm. see the preview? I think I saw the latest one. With Owen Wilson? Yeah. Like, that's going to be delightful. We all get older, is what I was thinking. He just looks older. Now. There are so many people joining the MCU this year. Like, so many big-name actors. I'm very excited. Well, you got to work. And a lot of movies aren't... A lot of studios aren't shooting as many movies as they were because of the pandemic. Like, the TV shows are getting more aggressive, too. Like, they're doing a secret invasion. Like, I don't know how they're pulling that off. I mean, this whole tangent is because we're sitting through Dick trying to get back to the Overlook, and it's a very slow number of scenes about him trying to get there. <laughs> I mean, it has really been a lot of scenes in a row. Yeah. Like, we left Jack, and we left Wendy, and we left Annie at the Overlook to follow Dick, flying a plane, driving. I feel like if we were... 55 and watching this scene we'd be going oh he's having such a hard time getting back the semi's turned over did you see that honey yeah yeah like how did this make the cut (laughs) like why are you watching this and 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 as a as an editor and thinking yeah this is good yeah that has to we should we should should make the audience sit through this (laughs) normally you don't care how somebody gets from point a to b you just make them get there I'd really like it if Shelley Duvall had ashed into his chocolate milk just accidentally <laughs> once. Let's start it. That's how you make chocolate milk back in the 80s. <laughs> Your parents, uh, I, Marlboro's. I actually think that's accurate. Yeah. that's That was my experience. That was Ovaltine. Do you remember? It was just a bunch of cigarette <laughs> ash. Uh, not since 1984, though, folks. Ovaltine is now just pure milk chocolate. <laughs> Do you ever have Bosco? That was another drink. I feel like Bosco. we did because of Seinfeld. But oh yeah, right. <laughs> but that's the only reason. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld lately. That's pretty funny. And the show is that still was George's so password, right? Yeah. I, who has a pin code that's letters, though? That's the only thing that wasn't really well, believable. back when pin codes weren't as popular, I, I would say, back in the 90s. I mean, my pin code is just a simple 6789. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> well, you still got to get a hold of your card. That's true. Let right. me read those numbers real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the CV... CV something, CVR code or whatever on the back. Oh, the CVC code. Yeah. CVC code. Thank you. Yes. That's also. I'm just going to take this bat. You're not going to need it. You have little girl arms. 
Oh, God. Hmm. So it's to the point where she feels the need to carry a bat around, but she's just going to leave the kid alone in the apartment. Right. It seems fairly safe in that apartment. Yeah. There's a lock and a deadbolt. That the kid engaged? Or did he use his brother's I guess she's got keys to it, so she probably locked that on her way out. Maybe. Chair's back. (laughs) (laughs) It just is a... It's just a... It's a good question why he'd be okay with that. How could he not have noticed that? That the chair was gone. But, you know, the way you shoot film is uh especially back in the 80s you didn't have a lot of leeway in editing you had to kind of take what you had well yeah this is true that's why it was so important to shoot it the way it was supposed to look while you were shooting it um there was a shot back there that was just insane that they lit the stairwell and nothing else Hmm. all work and no play makes jack a dull boy isn't that amazing that he spent all these months there just writing that and what's pages the what's the origin of these pages pages what do you mean the origin where did those actually come from i don't know what you're saying i believe kubrick typed that all up oh did he yeah gotcha i'll work no, try to do your dick and he wrote it in paragraphs yeah it's great <laughs> <laughs> come on do the voice man all work and no play make Homer something something. <laughs> Go crazy? Don't mind if I do. But he was like, all right, and stop. I didn't do any more than this. <laughs> That's what I would have done. Well, they had ditto machines, right? One of those was actually the shape of a space rocket. Yeah. That's that's (laughs) another hint. That proves it. One of them looked like Kennedy getting his head shot off. (laughs) Did that have something to do with Kubrick, too? No. <laughs> How do you like it? Um, it could use a little work. It seems a little redundant, repetitive. I, 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 I don't 
people are really just plucking on the violin strings. Yeah, they are. They're the same. Is he able to witness this? Is he watching this? Is that what's happening? Or are we just seeing him in the catatonic state? Oh, I guess he's seeing the, the elevator blood again. This is a pretty good outfits here. Like, I want to wear them for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, she stands out for sure. <laughs> this, to me, always felt like the last take because he was just tired of doing it over and over. So now he's just fucking around. Oh, you like this, Stanley? <laughs> but he used it. <laughs> I could see that. He seems like a very funny guy, Kubrick. Mm-hmm. This is stressing me out. Yeah. Although he makes excellent points. <laughs> he keeps making different excellent points, which is actually a hallmark of an abusive person. It used to just be about his writing that he'd get yeah. better for. Well, you just talk and you talk and you just make a thousand good points and your spouse is not able to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> That's how you look like you're all right all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like of my life. <laughs> Darling. <laughs> Look at that wussy swing. Come on. That was that's awful. Hold the bottom of the bat. God. What do they always call that choke up on it? You got to choke up on it. Yeah. That's what my coach would always say. You got to choke up that bat a little. Yeah, that's right. Choke up on it. It's too big. <laughs> Come on, Shelly. Choke up on it. <laughs> no, she has to choke less on it. That's the thing. She's choked too much on the bat. Then we're shifting your hand position. 
There. Yo, that's that a good rubber. one. This is incredible. Well, he's down now. And you know what she does as a final girl, as opposed to all the other movies? She actually grabs the person that's trying to kill her and tries to do something legitimate with him. Not just run away. Yeah. You know? Yeah, in any other movie, she would have grabbed Danny and they'd be fleeing the hotel. But they couldn't flee because there's a giant snowstorm and then he would have woke up and been able to catch them. Yeah. So we're just saving the fleeing till later. But she actually does the one thing that he cannot get out of. The freezer. Is that where she's putting him? No. Just the food one. The food pantry. Yeah, you gotta... Yeah, yep. There you go. Jesus. (laughs) That stressed me out. You gotta take the lock thing out of there. I was... What are you doing? (laughs) There. Perfect. Solves. No problem. He can't get out of there. And she was so humane, she locked him in a place where he'd have food. Exactly. She's such a thoughtful, caring person. I'll uh, I'll be right back. Okay. I need a doctor. You gotta let me out, babe. Wendy, you're not going anywhere. He's already lost it again. Go check it out. These are a couple lines I always remember. Go check it out.
See, I feel like insanity would be a lot more comfortable than it is disconcerting the way we get it in the movie. You think so? Yeah, I think you'd be very comfortable in your craziness. Like yeah. for others around the crazy person as well? Well, no, like I guess from Jack's point of view, everything is pretty funny and hilarious. So we're are we getting the movie from her point of view? Uh, we're not really. I think we're seeing it as a rational human being. That's how we're watching the movie, and this person is acting irrational. Yeah, yeah. You know what he reminds me of, and this is not because he played the Joker, but he reminds me of the Joker because this isn't uh, at the root of who the Joker is. Is that he finds insanity funny, and he finds being horrible to people humorous, and that's what keeps him going. Whereas everybody else is is like, no, that's crazy. I don't know. That always is what the Joker was to me. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like the the chaos element. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I'm just starting to notice it. Are we getting? We're only getting the creepy music with the good guys. We're not getting creepy music with Jack, are we? I would say sometimes we are. Like when he went into 237, we were we were getting the music. And it was just him and the lady. Okay. Or was he still a good guy at that point? Well, <laughs> I feel like he was a bad guy. Yeah. See, he's been eating. Look at that. Junk food. Peanut butter. Oreos. Peanuts. Oh, that's a great detail. He's been in there for a little while. <laughs> he fell asleep. So Grady's talking to him. Like you're letting down everyone here at the hotel. How did you get yourself locked up? I mentioned the Calumet baking powder because the Native Americans, there's this theory that it has to do with Native Americans. Like it's the hotels buried or built on a Indian burial ground. Yeah, I read that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know where else they mentioned that. If that at all in the movie. I don't think they do in the movie at all. I think I've oh, seen yeah. it in supporting materials. Is this considered product placement if you just happen to see all these things? <laughs> like Oreo, Country Time, Kool-Aid. Oh. Tang. Sanka. Heinz. Look at your eyes, man. I saw Oreo only after you said it. Heinz, there it is. <laughs> Tang wouldn't count. Vanilla wafers. Oh. Yep. <laughs> 
There's also talk about how the ghosts never affect anything in the movie except they let him out of this food pantry. But I always was thinking, well, somebody heard Danny, so they were physical with Danny. Yeah. You know. Unless that was actually Jack. Right. And it very well could have been. But the ghosts let Jack out of the food pantry. Is what we just saw. Or it was Shelly Grady Duvall. Grady out. Was it her? I don't know. Where is she? She took off. Where's Danny? She didn't take off all the trucks. She didn't take off. She went to see the snowcat. Yeah. yeah. I don't she, know. She went and got Danny. She could have been walking back there to be like, what did you do to the cars? And we just never see it. That's true. It's just one of those things we never see. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what we do see? And what we know very straightforwardly is how Scatman got back to this hotel. <laughs> yeah, we're with Dick Halloran. They're not pu- pulling a Game a of Thrones. Nope. <laughs> where they're suddenly... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is making the journey. Right. It took you guys three months to get here last time, and now he got here in one hour. Red Rum. Okay, Tony. Murder. He's trying to warn you that there's murder coming. I think it just occurred to Stephen King that murder backwards is red rum and it would be creepy if somebody said it. Oh, yeah. And then they use it as a twist. Yeah. Like, oh, look at the mirror. It says murder. Uh, so the whole thing with Tony, he's only able to communicate backwards. With, like, it doesn't really hold up to me. And I don't. Well, we'll see if they cover it in the next movie. Exactly. Yeah. If they ever make one. That didn't make any sense. We already know they no. made one. I'm sorry. We, made, we know they made one. Okay, so Tony has a knife. Oh, that's Danny. Oh, well, he is Tony now, right? You're saying, yeah, yeah, God. Well, he's not holding it right, though. You probably want to put the sharp end away from you. Put the lipstick on. It puts the lipstick on its thumb. And makes everyone think that it was cut off. No, I got nothing. What is this kid doing? Oh, he's going to write the red room that he saw in the visions. Because it's... You know, the Silence of the Lambs joke in Clerks 2. Even that felt dated in a 2006 movie. Doing the whole scene from Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. I was like, that's so dated. What are you doing? The only real ding I give both that I give uh, the new one, Jane Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. uh, Is that he's pulling on the nostalgia too much. He's not. Well, he was doing that ever since uh, Jane Silent Bob straight back. I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, they essentially do the same thing in that movie, but he still needs to add some, or Jesus, Danny, I'm talking. (laughs) Um, he still has to bring more original characters into that fold. Yeah. <gasps> oh, right. It's murder back. Oh, it was like murder that. the whole time. All right. Get that in there. So, yeah, there Danny was clearly giving them a warning that he was about to attack. Yep. But 
It could have been a little easier. Could have been a little quicker. Yeah, yeah. On that warning, or a little earlier, would have helped. I always love the shot, how it follows. It's brilliant. Oh, it's smallest window possible. I don't think you're going to make it out of there, Wendy. But the snow's help helps to slide down. That's kind of handy. Yeah. She's got those female hips. Even if she got her torso through, she's not going to be able to make it. She seemed like a very skinny woman. Yeah, but it's just not wide enough, those windows. Yeah, what is up with that window? It seems more closed than it was before. (laughs) Wendy. <laughs> oh God, does she get killed? Yeah, you might want that knife. I know it's just screaming, but that's got to be hard to do just to constantly feel like you're in peril for however many takes. Yeah. And I mean, she is great. It's a little obnoxious. This. Yeah, but it's 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 a hard role to play. Here's Johnny. She should have stabbed him more than just sliced. He's so close. So we'll cut away. Uh, <laughs> see how he's doing in the snowcat. <laughs> and then we'll rejoin the action. Almost there. Yeah. Although it's important because now he hears it as well. See, he even got the other window chopped out that during that time. Well, see, that sequence, that all, uh, that all flowed pretty well. Yeah. And the fact that Jack hears this approaching 
that's important. So I guess that's important. We show we saw it. Yeah, God, quit criticizing Kubrick. I thought you loved him. Or would it have been better <laughs> if he just all of a sudden stopped with the axe because he heard it and he gave that look like, what? what is that? And then you cut to the snowcat. That might have been a better edit. Maybe. He he went back inside back in, back in the there. hotel. Well, he would freeze to death out there. What's he going to do? I don't think he knew Dick was coming. Well, yeah. Even though he signaled him. You would expect to have at least have... He should have at least called. Yeah, you could have shined. Yeah. I don't... Right? I'm here. I'm outside. You should come out and meet me. It'll be safe from your father. Your mom is not going to make it. But if you want to jump in right now, we'll get out of here. Yeah, I'll raise you, man. It's fine. I'll take care of you. Your mom's kind of a wreck anyway. Great artwork at home. Between me and you. You're going to love your bedroom. I got some really fancy artwork. Okay. We're seeing him slowly walk to the entrance. He's like, what is this open door here? I'm going to leave it open too. That doesn't seem like the thing to do. Again, the elevator, the blood in the elevators, there's no point to that other than it's a cool image. Yeah. Right. That's true. So I feel like you, you don't really have to read into it at all. It just is what it is. It's just a memorable, frightening image. Mr. Torrance. You better be here. The guys just packed up and left. I'm missing my vacation for this. All the lights are still on. And they left all the lights on. Looks like it hurts. Did you remember that was coming? Nope. Oh, nice. That was a an effective moment. Yep. Daddy. So he's dead. Yeah. He's not useful anymore.
Run, Danny, run. What are you doing? Are you not hearing the yelling? She's hearing something now. I don't know what this is all about. I forgot about this. Don't even ask me about this. Oh, God. Blowjob bear. And old white man. But it's like ass was hanging out. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Was that like part of the costume or is that the person's real ass? I don't know. We'll have to watch it again. What could that mean? It's just because they were just crazy partying. So somebody happened to be in a bear costume. It's a creepy costume, but you gotta, I think you gotta remember that, like, have you ever seen, like, old Easter Bunny and Santa photos when people, when, like, kids were kids in, like, the 50s and the 30s? And how they're, they like, almost always had those. Yeah, they're always creepy looking. Yeah. Maybe that was just supposed to be cute and somebody came in a bear costume. Uh, we'd love to hear from party. you on Twitter on what you think <laughs> the weird blowjob bear is. Go into the maze. If you were the guy, if you were the actor getting the blowjob from that bear and you're still around and you happen to be listening to our podcast, please call us. I would love to hear about that scene from someone who was intimately involved. Yes, please do. Um, we'll buy you like a beer or a pizza. We will buy you yeah. a pizza. The amazing thing to me about the Steadicam shots are that you never see the shadow of the camera or any camera operators. For as wild as as the movements are. If I was shooting that, you'd see my shadow all over the place. <laughs> I'd be like, damn it. Now we can't shoot that way. Yeah, that's impressive. All on its own. Oh, only about 20, 25 minutes late. Um, well, she didn't know where he went. What was she doing? Well... He took off from the after trying to kill her in the bathroom. He just left her there. Yeah. So I think after a little while, she decided to come out. Oh, and and now look. And now she's just running around looking for Danny. There's a dead guy. Yep. You met him briefly a few months ago. She knows. She knows Dick. And he's dead. Does she? Does she really remember? She only met him once. Maybe not. Oh, God. I don't remember that part at all. Great party. Isn't it?
they really went crazy at Party City to decorate this place. Hmm. Yeah, I'm getting lost here. Who's getting lost? Me, yeah. I mean, what the hell was she seeing with the skeletons? It's just the ghosts are finally showing themselves to her. Oh. Well, that's very straightforward. Trying to freak her out, slow her down. They're real disappointed in Jack. I think that's for sure. Oh, they're trying to slow her down so he can kill the kid? Yeah. And her as well. He's supposed to fulfill his... I don't know, Destiny. It's an evil hotel. You just made a Star Wars reference. So I did. The hotel is Palpatine trying to turn Vader to the dark side of the Force. Oh, this is where she sees it. Yeah, okay. So it happens, I guess, but she's just like, all right, I'm out of here. I don't want to get touched by that. And Danny, the clever kid he is, he uh, covered up his tracks. Yeah, which was very clever. Yep. And so I'm trying to figure out who would be Obi-Wan in this situation. It's it's probably Scatman. Well, Dick. <laughs> Until he got, yeah, you know, he got taken out by a lightsaber. Yeah, in this version, Anakin <laughs> won. And now he's hunting down his wife and his kids. Well, Vader killed Obi-Wan in, in Star Wars anyways. Well, only eventually. And that was just because Obi-Wan let him. Yeah, well, he didn't put up much of a fight. That's true, he didn't. He was old. Like 65-ish. Alec Guinness. Genuine class. God, he hated those movies. <laughs> the speed on that footage looked wrong. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it was running at 30. Or would it have been less than 30? I, I think it was 25. It was European. That's where they shot it. Okay. In London. Jack is so lost in this maze. And probably chilly. He's like, at this point, he's like, God, to hell with this. They ain't worth it. It's taken her so long to get outside. But the kid found the way out. Hey, how about that? Yeah, great job.
This is the part where I would start climbing the walls to get to the top so I could see where I was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Well, he's got a he's got a hurt leg though from that fall down the stairs, so might not be any good. He's got that limp. And it's all covered in snow. It's probably hard to climb. They're gone. I just dropped the axe. Do some people make the argument that he was having like a manic episode brought on by a stroke? Maybe. That's what it I'm sounds sure like. Every argument you can imagine has been made <laughs> about what this movie is about. Yes, I love that cut. That's a hard way to go, man. Frozen to death. My God. Oh, and it cuts this quickly to this? Yeah, I think it would be... Yeah, I think it would end weird to have that final scene where Wendy and Danny are safe at the hospital. Like... Because you get the idea that they survived. Well, the only interesting part there is them saying that they couldn't find Jack's body. Oh, that I didn't remember. Uh, and so it, it's almost a little tropey because every horror movie ends like that. But yeah, at the same time is the suggestion that the hotel absorbed his body and he's gone. I don't know. I don't think so. Cause Grady shot himself and that was a fact. Oh yeah. So 1924, I think is what it says. Is he just the lucky dude on New Year's who got to be in front of the photo? But he's just the caretaker? I don't know. He kind of seems to me like he's a big man on campus there. Yeah. Like he's the guy that runs the place. That is how it looks. And he looks younger there. Like it's a younger photo. Oh, it's July 4th, not New Year's. 1921. Okay. There you go. He's always been the caretaker. Uh, how many years ago was that, Aaron? 1921? Yeah. Exactly 100 years. Oh, no. Sorry. Not for Isn't that. Isn't that crazy? Uh, from <laughs> when this movie was set. Uh, 69? 69, man. And what's special about the year 1969? The moon landing. (gasps) (laughs) Oh my God, you're right. 
that proves it. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Music by Bella Bartok. No, it would have been 59 years. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, 59 years. to 80. Oh. Okay, yeah. you're the one who set that up joke up wrong. I don't know. It's it's uh, we watched this whole movie. I can't be expected to do math <laughs> simple at this simple at math this time. <laughs> simple math. So that's The Shining. Yeah. What'd you think upon this watching? Uh, Garrett Brown. He's the guy that made the state of camp. A lot more of it made sense this time around. Uh, so the big outstanding questions are why? Why is he in that photo? And wasn't there another one? Oh, the bear, uh, the blowjob bear. The blowjob, yeah. Where does that come from? So if you're listening to this, find us on Twitter. Explain this to us if you know. Hell, explain it to us if you don't know. We we would love to hear from you. People just want to think way into things. That's all it is. You know, I don't. Yeah, I just... Grady said it. You were the head. You you've always been. He's always been the waiter. It's just something about that hotel that assimilates. My response to that son people. of a bitch would have been, "You shot your wife or killed your wife and kids. I can't trust your opinion. So could you get somebody else to tell me what's going on? Because you're a lunatic. Like that all happened, but now Grady is stuck in this loop." of hell where he's just the waiter in this hotel. I guess my question is how come it's only happened to Grady and Torrance, Jack Torrance, like every year they have a caretaker come out. Yeah. But they only brought up that one instance. So what about them is what made it appealing for the hotel to drive insane. Yeah. Anyway, uh, everybody, let us know on Twitter what you think the answer here is, and we'll uh, we'll pick the best response, and we will uh, talk about it next week. Uh, we'll send you a patented no prize. Patented no prize. Next week we'll cover the actual sequel this time, and we'll talk Doctor Sleep. Looks like you need some Doctor Sleep right uh, now. This has been a late night session, and yep, I'm. Uh, <laughs> ready to call it a night so on that note i'm justin i'm here and thanks for hanging out yeah with us, watching the shiny sammy groupings film and so this was again our first commentary i would really love to hear your feedback and know if you want to hear more commentaries from us were we good tv watching buddies let us know and you and don't say you should play the movie next time while you're recording because we can't do that. That's that's against not a lot of law. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much law, but it's a lot. I'm holding up my arms wide. Anyway. you got a lot of nerve, buddy. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we will talk to you all soon. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Bye.